All right, we are live, Pints and Polishing Podcast, at the Siesta Key Oyster Bar. And so there will be some background noise, but guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We have a special guest with us today because we are at the Siesta Key. Now, our waitress just happened to come up, so we're going to ask you the question that we asked you a second ago. Why is here at this really cool little bar down in Sarasota, there's dollar bills all over the place? Uh, we donate them to charity all around Sarasota, and we have over 10,000 five years ago, and we're about to rally them up again this year. So there's just there's dollar bills all over the place, and they just decided to do it one day just because. Yep. Cool. Put it to a good cause. Yeah, put it to a good cause. Money everywhere. There is. There's literally money everywhere. Thank you. All right, we are in Sarasota. Yeah, the oysters are mine. Oh, what do you got? Some calamari? Mm, calamari is delicious. All right, DJ Patterson is on vacation in Sarasota, Florida, so we had to make a special trip down here to have a podcast with you. Why are you here in Sarasota, Florida? Uh, I am here on our annual family vacation. My wife has some family here in Florida, so we all met up uh, yesterday, and we drove down to Sarasota. We got a beach house down here. Uh, the crappy thing is, is that, what's it called? A red tide? Like, it smells like dead fish, because, like, there's dead fish literally all across the coast. So, we get a beach house literally 60 feet from the beach, and we might not even be able to go to the beach this week because of, we won't be able to go to the beach. So, now we're stuck in this little... <laughs> beach house that we weren't supposed to be in at all and anyways here at the family marty and trey were here doing or uh, trey's brother cody (laughs) trey's not here trey was in miami like what two months ago a month ago anyways cody and marty down did some trainings and they happen to be 45 minutes away so like hey how badass would it be to get together and do a podcast in person in florida and uh and yeah man so we're enjoying some i'm not enjoying oysters because they look disgusting there's some crawfish here, and uh, me and Cody are throwing down on the uh, calamari, though. It's freaking amazing. Uh, what beer did you get? The beer I got was um, the Calisa Focus IPA. It's a Florida beer, and I got it, of course, because it's 7.5%, and I get to walk back to the beach house. So I told her that I wanted to walk and not a straight line, and that's what she recommended. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cody, what beer did you get? I got the Big Top Key Lime Wheat Florida L. Yeah, Al, however you say that. It's uh, pretty good. It's already gone. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. What did you like about it? Did you taste the Key Lime? Um, it was kind of, it has a real wangy taste to it. I'm really not sure. I'm not a beer drinker, so I drink Budweiser and that's about it. Yeah, don't call that beer. Oklahoma. Yeah, don't call that beer. All right, so we're chowing down at the same time, and so we wanted to just do this episode to where, you know, this is just, imagine you're at a little tiki bar, you got a little band playing outside, uh, open, kind of open air, um, and we just want to sit down as detailers, drink some beer. And, close and, your eyes for 10 minutes. Yeah, close your eyes. Yeah. Picture. Picture. Picture of dollar bills hanging over the place. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills all over the place, and uh, yeah. Just get in the zone. <laughs> Just make it a great day. 
and uh, I'll talk about some detailing. I am drinking. Uh, what did I get? Oh, I got the pineapple shandy. Uh, I don't know what company it's from, and can't be that good. No, it's it, right. Like it's. I mean, you only have half gone. I, I know. The beer's been here for about ten minutes. It's bad. Bad. There you go. Ah, delicious. But it really does taste pineapple. Like you can definitely taste the pineapple in it. All right, so we are wanted to talk. So um, DJ's down on vacation. Cody and I flew in to do some training for some of our distributors, and um, we are doing a correction and coding training. And it's interesting whenever that you go around to different places around the country and you talk to different detailers. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions that detailers have about correction and about coatings. So we thought it'd be cool while we're sitting here chatting. We were talking about the day and, you know, all the, all the different stuff we talked about. Catching up with DJ and his, his drive over and all the fun times with his family. And uh, it was quiet. I don't know. I was like, crickets, crickets. <laughs> and... Um, and we're like, you know what? Let's let's do a podcast on misconceptions. So misconceptions in the industry on correction and coding. And we definitely would say the very first one, um, the very first one that we thought of, which would be very good. I I think that one of the main misconceptions, which I talk about, we've talked about plenty, is that you have to do paint correction. Right, you heard that today, right? Like the big deal was paint correction. Why do you got to do this? How do you do that? It's always paint correction, paint correction. Yeah, a lot of people are like, do we have to correct it? Like, they felt like they have to correct the paint before they can apply any type of protection to a paint job. I mean, it's not necessarily true that we kind of taught them today that it's not necessarily you have to correct the paint 100% before you can put a ceramic coating on it. I mean, you're supposed to. Why not? I mean, because that's what everybody says. So why are you saying why not? Like, why are you saying you you don't have to? I mean, because not everyone wants to. I mean, not everyone's paying for a full correction and coating job. Not everyone has the money to pay for that. But not everyone also sees what we see either. I mean, we're we're detailers. So we see every little imperfection. Some people don't see the minor little swirls, minor imperfections in the vehicle. And if you do a light, you know, primer polish or whatever, and you slap some whatever coating on it, it's going to look amazing. It's going to feel amazing, and they're not going to see all the defects in it. So um, don't detail as if it's like. I guess your car, like what you're, you're paying for, but detail for what the owner, like what, what they see and what they need. And they want just like shiny protection or do they want like defect free, like garage queen, whatever. So you got to really um, uh, ask a lot of questions initially with the clients when it comes to correction jobs. Like what do, what do they see? So I guess Marty, you taught me this a long time ago. I was like, ask, ask the question to the, to the person, what do you see? You know, oh, I just, I just want to protect it. Okay, cool. We're going to polish it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna coat it. Or they might say, "Man, these swirls are just like bugging the crap out of me. It's white, but I still see them." Okay, that's an anal client. You really need to go ahead and sell a full correction and get it done the right way. But not everyone sees that. Some people might detail on the fear of other detailers seeing their work and feel like they need to show show off for other detailers and. What's, what's really worked good for me lately is being able to de- detail alongside DJ and Marty and we all teach each other like, hey, this is what we're doing it for. We're not doing it to impress each other. We're doing it to perform for your client, not for money or not for anyone else. It's, it's not for to impress anyone else but the client. 
So that's something. So you don't have to do a correction. You just have to do what your customer wants you to do. It's like a, it's like this is an A/B conversation to see your way out. Like this is me and my client. Like no, seriously, that sounds stupid, but like it's me and my client. They wanted this. This is what I'm paying for. You have no idea our conversations at all. So another detail I can't come judge your work based on what it looks like because they might not have paid for a full correction. Uh, yes. But I mean that does that does happen all the time. Um, that that. I, you know, we get a, so many keyboard detailers raging about somebody else's work. Oh, I see something down on the bottom of that panel on your video, and they try and trash it. The paint was so thin we couldn't. paint was so thin we couldn't do it. It was documented. The client knows about it. We talked to him about it, and they're getting it repainted next week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just there's tons of them. It's ridiculous. So, stay in your lane. So definitely, definitely a misconception. Um, that you have to get uh, the paint corrected. All right, so what's another one? What's another misconception? Um, I think another one is probably like the trickery of the like photos. So it's that everybody has done paint correction. They're trying to show photos to show that they did paint correction and they probably really didn't. Correct. I think that's the misconception. Yeah, so I mean, you can put your phone down inside a vehicle and it looks looks amazing, looks absolutely stunning. But you throw a light on top of it, uh, and it, it looks like crap. I mean, there's swirls there. Like I think I seen a video that you did today, um, to where you it looked great, you know, without the light, and then you guys put a, a phone light on it, and you saw all the marring and stuff in the, in the paint. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the the idea on that was that it's a misconception that everybody is doing correction. The first one is that you don't have to, but the, the second one is, well, everybody always says, I did a two-step correction. Like, well, no, you, you probably didn't really do a correction. Which, like, when I was early on trying to do codings and correction stuff, like, you know, you look at a lot of detailers work online, you're always in the, the groups all the time, figuring out what everyone's doing, and everyone looks like they're doing full corrections all the time. So that's why, like, you know, initially I was doing, like, 24 hours on correction jobs, then coding them, and, like, spending so much time and effort doing these jobs when... I've really started to dig into it. It's like, that's not what you're supposed to do because you're not really getting paid for that. So I was giving out full corrections for basic coding prices when that's not what the clients are paying for. So, yeah, definitely misconception that guys are doing full codings because that's definitely not what they're doing. Thank you so much. Cool, cool. Thoughts? There is some, there is some success in trickery photo shots. There is people that see you get more of a hype or a, a, a fan base from the vehicles that you do. I can say in the beginning of my career, I did, I posted only the vehicles that were awesome looking cars just to get that attention from the car guys because my, my target group are car guys and stuff like that. So it just depends on your target group. There is some success in the target photo shoot, but when it comes down to it, it's all about performing as a detailer for your your clientele. And if you if you do good work and you take care of your customers, that's all that matters. You'll have clientele forever. Nice. So, first two misconceptions, everybody has to do correction. The second one is that everybody thinks they do do correction. And, um, all right, you thought, you thought a good one was tape lines. Uh, and, and it is true. You know, we talked to a bunch of people all over, and they're, well, why didn't you tape off? Or they're like, hey, you didn't tape off the vehicle? Like, so there's a big misconception that everything has to be taped off, which takes, like, what, 30, 45 minutes? No. You know, so why is, why is that a big misconception? Yeah, so I, when I first started coding, you can go back to my Instagram page and look back on EcoGreen, and we used to tape vehicles all the time. That's what, we, that's what we did. But you don't, like, when I finally found a product that actually you can run over plastics and stuff and not stain them or not have to worry about any kind of, like, 
dusting in, in, in the in, in the cracks and crevices. So, uh, Sonax, like literally Sonax. Yeah, Sonax is literally like you don't have to tape off anything at all. Which uh, you said forty five minutes. Like I was taping off. It would take. I mean, on some cars, it would, dude. It was DJ tape job. It would take. It would take a couple. Like it, it might take me a couple hours. I want to make sure every little crevice is covered up. I want to make sure there's no polish getting anywhere. No dust is going to get inside these grooves and so forth. Especially these like high end like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff. Where they have well, the Porsches. And they have all these little like crevices and openings and all kinds of stuff. So at the end of the job, it's like four hours just to clean it after you corrected it and some paint soft and you're wiping it. Yeah, so yeah, so when you tape off and you and you pull the tape off, you might have a little tape line there. So yeah, so Sonax definitely like literally like people think it's expensive, like fifty bucks for a what is it, a fifty mil? A liter, a liter for fifty bucks, but like dude, like <laughs> if you do the math and you really do the math, like you're saving money. Like you're saving money by using so much time. Saving a ton of time. So tape lines like you do not have to tape like it's just like you don't like there's no, in my opinion, there's no point when you're using products that act like Sonax. There's no point whatsoever to tape off anything. All right, cool. You've got to try this, right? You tried one oyster. No. Yeah. You wouldn't even tell me how to use, how to eat it. Well, I will now. All right. Because this is a combination that you're gonna love. Tabasco. <laughs> put a little, <laughs> put a little. Yeah, you gotta swallow. Like, yeah, that was your problem. Maybe you, you didn't just go deep enough. Then you gotta deep it and swallow, relax your throat. <laughs> just put a little, put a little, just a tip, just a little bit in there. Alright, so put a little Tabasco in there. Get you a cracker. Let's get a cracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get a cracker. You're gonna get a cracker. Get a cracker. White person coming up. White person coming up. Um, I don't know. We haven't looked. Yeah, we're making our way. All right, you got your Tabasco Am on I there. Chasing it with a cracker, and and a little bit of Tabasco on the cracker. I don't know. Crackers like Tabasco. Yep, only only on oysters. You only do crackers with oysters, and tabax, Tabasco with crackers. Does Red Beer eat oysters? I don't think he does. I don't think I'm going to vote yes. I'm not going to think he does. I'm going to vote yes. That'll be our poll. Does Red Beard eat oysters? I don't think he does. That'll be a good poll. He gets all his beard. I don't think he's... We will make a post. What's the stigma around oysters? What's the stigma around stigma oysters? Is the stigma around oysters is... Aisha's in trouble because you're going to be fucking horny. <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. So we talked about another kid recently. Uh-oh. It's happening tonight. All right. All right, so cheers. Suck it. Mm-hmm. Suck it. Just take it to the face. No, just take it. Like, just stick it in your mouth and take it. Suck it. And then eat your cracker. Mm, no, it's so good. Just take it. Stick it in and suck it. Save you guys from hearing Marty slurp these damn oysters. He is pretty noisy with his mouth. He's so noisy. Like, <laughs> sorry. We're using a mic in here so that the noise level is semi-contained. Semi. All right, so what's the next one? Hmm. The next one is a topic that uh, Cody's going to touch on, which is like every great detail only does Ferraris and Lambos and Porsches. I'm going to pass it over to this. this that 
if you're a great detailer, you have to only be doing Ferraris. Of course, the guy that only does Ferrari Lambos and stuff hands me the mic on this subject. Um, not well. This isn't one for me to really speak on, really either, though. To be honest, because that's you're the one that created it. No, but you know, man. I mean, that's it's mostly what I work a lot. Of, what I like to work on because I enjoy working on cars. But I mean, to be a good you detailer, work on my dad. You work on like that type. You don't work on like. I've never seen you work on a Ferrari. Yeah, but that's he what I like to work more on. More those speed cars. Yeah, the cars that can smoke. Yeah, well, okay, we'll speak on someone like my dad. My dad's an amazing detailer. He works on pretty average vehicles every single day, and he's one of the best detailers I've ever met in my life. doesn't mean just because you work on regular vehicles. That's, I get told every day, why don't you work on regular cars? That's where the, To be honest, that's where the money's at. But what I do my job for is because I enjoy what I do every single day. So in working on certain cars is what I enjoy to do, so I choose to work on this X car and this X car. But eventually one day when I grow as a business, I will work on every single car that I get offered in my that comes to me. I won't turn any kind of work down. But at this point in time, I'm in the position where I don't have to take every single job that's offered to me. So just you can pick and choose your work when you get to a position, but... There's some people that work on dealership cars. There's some people that work on auction cars. There's people that work on car people that ask to have maintenance washes every day. It's just different. What works for you doesn't work for someone else. So. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think, uh, a big misconception along with that about only the high-end shops that have lifts and fancy lightings and, like, kudos to them. Like, very hats off. Like, you took the time. You developed the business. You poured in. You poured into it, right? Yeah, I mean they they had to invest into this big. I, I get it. I get it. But I, but it's still that's their choice. Like that's the way they went, and they like they would look at us that don't have that and might think of a different one. Like, well, you guys aren't real detailers. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. That would be the beef back and forth. Like, so the the, the misconception that a lot of times you see from the you know from instagram or whatever is that only those type of detailers can do coatings so for instance like i've never been interviewed before by someone but if we had a certain client that literally like no seriously like he interviewed us for like a good couple months straight through email he stopped by our shop he goes hey i'm gonna stop and check out your shop and um so I'm like, oh crap! Like, I mean, we, we don't have like the nicest shop by any means whatsoever. Like, it's you know, it's clean, it's organized, and so forth. But when, if 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 me if if me Trey or Cody are in there, it's organized and clean. But if Marty's in there, no. But uh, so it happened. To, it happened to be clean, organized, and we have a new wall now. We did build a wall. We pulled a Trump, but um, <laughs> we did build a wall, but uh. Yeah, so I'm like, man, and then he chose us, like, you know, after a couple months, you know, via, you know, communication. Anyways, he um, and multiple thousand dollars later, after like a couple times being at our shop, I said, hey, man, he's about to move. He moved to Colorado, and it's his last night there. He actually let us drive his car, like he had a G2, his GT350, Shelby GT350. He let us drive it all across Tulsa, like ripping the shit out of it, man. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. It's like it was like one in the morning, and we're like driving his car, like like a bat out of hell down the streets. Like he's like, rip it, man, rip it. Anyways. And I'm like, hey, man, I just have a question. Like, why did you choose us? Because there's, like, shops in the area that are, like, super high-end, super plush, like, you know, white floor, like, you know, lifts. And he goes, man, you guys, like, your personality. Like, 
you guys are down to earth, you're cool as shit, like, and you know your shit, like, that's it. He's not, I'm not looking at the whole, the grand scheme of things, like, your shop and what, in location, whatever, it's like, I'm just looking at you as a per, like, you as a person, yeah, you, yeah, you guys, like, your culture here is amazing, I like it, so, that's why I chose you guys, like, so you don't have to have a badass shop or, like, stupid-ass overhead, like, produce good work and sell your personality, and people are gonna, certain people are gonna come to you because you're you, that's it. I totally get it. Let's let's take a brief moment and say this is not a shot at those that do have that type of business. Like that's what I was saying earlier. Like 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 kudos to you if you were able to develop that or invest into it, and you had that beautiful of a shop. Like hats off to you. Like that's pretty impressive. Let me say because I totally envy some of my competitors who have badass shops. Like. <laughs> no, I like, I, I like, I like. I wish I shot, but we're just not set up that way. But yeah, definitely kudos it's to you guys. Like, it's a misconception that you have to have those kind of shops to produce great work when it's not. If that's not the case at all. But if I had a choice, absolutely. One day we'll have that. Yeah, yeah. So good. good. We just want to clarify. We're so there wasn't right a. Now. We're throwing shade right now to all you rich guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just that like cool. If you were able to do that, great. That just doesn't mean that. You have to have that type of shot. I'm not spending ten thousand dollars on getting a lift to take move. All right, we had to take a little brief break. DJ had to get the table cleaned off, and Cody, <laughs> Cody, change my tampon. <laughs> change my tampon. <laughs> Mister unorganized over here was like, eh, I'll just work my way around it. But you guys are like, I just got to get this table cleaned off. It's got to get cleaned off, man. Yeah, you got to have a nice, clean working environment. I get it. I get it. Not the best. All right, so let's. You get home and see how clean the wash bay is. You're gonna be like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with myself. It's all yeah. organized. We can got like the power washer all wrapped up and cleaned up. Oh no, I want to put that. I want. I want to. I want to stick some hooks on that wooden part well, I mean, and it's a like ho- yeah. Clean like there's a wa- the wall. Right. We'll, we'll just wait. You'll see okay. All right. right. Looking forward to it. It's it's clean, like yeah. on, the other side of the, on the other side of the wall is a different fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> that's your domain. And now I can say, look, there's a wall here. <laughs> there's a well, wall. <laughs> that's Marty's bullshit. Well, I had an idea that popped in my head since a, a recent uh, vendor around uh, Oklahoma went out of business. I think that we're going to have to change. And, uh, we're going to have to tear down the wall. We're, gonna have, no, we're now we're going to Gorbachev, and we're going to tear down that wall. We're going to have to put in uh, movable racks. Like where we put our supplies and put racks, real tall racks, and where we can move them and we can fit vehicles in when there's a storm or clean, move racks when we have orders come in and stuff. The rack, you know how these wooden racks? Right Basically, now? we're tearing down the wall, DJ. Yeah. The, the wooden racks, you know how they can't move? Well, we're going to make it where we can move them and adjust them with wheels. They can't move, I mean, you have to pick They're them pretty up. heavy. You're going to move them where, though? Well, I'm saying if you have a metal, these metal racks here with wheels, so oh, you're taking them all the way out. Big, big, big long racks. Okay, so that's an interesting conversation. That's, that's not out of my pocket, but you know, when this one guy runs, he's rolling, he's rolling racks. We can move them. We have I think let's go back to the so '80s and tear down the wall. That's what I think. Yeah. Let's tear yeah. down the wall. So now I can park all my trucks in and not have to pay for new wraps. You already did it. You already did that. Oh. Why am I such horrible at organization? Just is what it is. You you guys have you, you, no no no. They can't hear you. They can't hear you. I invite anyone to come down to the Total Solutions Warehouse and vote. Should we take Cody's advice? That's a cheap ticket. Nobody cares about this on the podcast. Okay, let's move on.
right, our final little thought process for um, the misconception with coatings and corrections is that it takes too long. Like some guys don't get into. You know what? I take that back. There's there's one more after that. Let's okay. I'm gonna go with this one. We're gonna come back to yours. We're gonna come back to that one. I'm gonna say the next misconception is because I, I like yours to end on. I think the next misconception that I get on DMs, which is what made me think about it, next misconception is that it has to be done indoors, and you can't do it mobile. <laughs> what? <clears throat> huh? You better finish that. You better finish that beer. What, what are you What that's, are you hesitating on? Man. It's very debatable. That's a great misconception, though. Coding? Are you talking about coding? Yeah, that you you ha- outside, that you you, you you can definitely do it. It sucks. You can definitely do it, but there's so many variables. It's like, so many variables, but I'm going a point misconception, a point blank statement. Are you talking? You can only do coatings indoors. That's the misconception. You can only do coatings indoors, and that's what I'm saying. Mobile detailers can do coatings. Yeah, we we yeah we definitely can, definitely can. Right. And I've done them a lot. Let me take that back. Not just indoors has to be done in a shop. I think that maybe that's the misconception. Like, I I don't have a shop, so I can't do coatings. And mobile detailers will DM me and be like, "Eh, "I can't do a coating on mobile." I'm like, "No, that's not true." If you're not doing the 24-hour corrections, and you're working in someone's garage, you can knock it out in the garage. Like we do a lot of clients' cars in their garages, no problem. Outdoors, yes, it can be done. You've done corrections. I've definitely outdoors. done correction, not like a lot in my earlier day, like for sure. And I still sometimes. Earlier day, you still. Sometimes I still no. I will still correct the car outside because it's yeah. like we don't have AC in the shop yet. Like it's hot as fuck. But you gotta be. You gotta blow off your panels. You gotta blow off each. Like you gotta make because you don't want debris getting caught in here and there. So like you, I mean, there's a lot of extra you work. You can do it. You can do it. It's gonna take longer. It's gonna take more. It's gonna take longer. You charge more for being outside. No, it's not their fault. The boat guys. So Cody asked, do I charge? Do you charge more if you're doing it outside? No. If it's at my shop and doing it outside, like no. If it's at their house and then doing it outside. I'm probably not going to try to do it outside at their house. Like, you know, like I'm going to say, come look, to like, shop. come to the shop. But if it's at the shop, like, I still want to do it outside, but it's at my own territory. But I'm taking long because I'm going to blow off panels and stuff. Anyways. But, point blank, like, you can still, if you're a mobile detailer, yes. you can do coatings at your customer's house. Yes. You can do corrections at your customer's house. Yes. Ideally. You can do it inside their garage, correct. or if you're. We're thinking just in your area. Let's think somewhere randomly where there's massive trees and it's not 110 degrees. Let's say it's 75 degrees and they got plenty of shade. That's my point. You can see the high spots, but in my opinion, you you can see, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) wow, the high spots better. And honestly, like when it's shady outside, when it's like daytime and there's like no sun, it's like all clouds, like that's when you really see the high spots. Like, that's when you can really see what's going on with the paint. Like for some reason, I don't know what it is, but like that's the best kind of light ever when it comes to like coating a car. It's like better than anything. Yeah. Yeah. The shade just shows. Shade shows. Well, it shows the high spot. It shows. It's also remember we we took <laughs> there was that time that there was that one car and we thought we did a great job and then we were driving and we it was in the shade and it was like oh yeah that was bad. We hung our head on that one, damn CP. Anyway, so the last, the last misconception that we have is that 
you can't do coatings because they take too long. And that was, that was Cody, that was your misconception in a sense of that a lot of people say, let, let me take it back. It was it was my misconception because different people have said that, and they said, oh, it just it, especially if you're in the dealership world or if you're in a high production, right, uh, let's say like a car wash where it's more on production and getting those express details in, they can't stop their guy from working on their car that maybe they could bust out four cars in that time frame and they would get more production out of so but then where you went with it was well actually i don't i can take as long as i want because if i'm doing coatings and i'm a self-employed my own business type person i don't necessarily have to grind it every single day i can do a couple coatings corrections and coatings and then Hey, I'm good for the week. Like, why? Why? What? What made you go that route instead of just continuing to bust tail? Well, I grew up with the conception. I come up from a household where my mom works every single day, every day of her life. She's in. She's. She does very well for herself, but I've watched her work herself to death every single day. She's a mechanical engineer, makes great money, but she never has any time to enjoy anything that she does. So my idea where. Someone tells me, like, I hear all the time, like, man, I, I feel like you're never working. I'm like, well, I work enough to take care of You need to worry about yourself. But I, I'm, I work enough where if you're taking, I figured out from a ceramic coating point, point of view is if you're saying you can take, you do regular details, let's say you do 10 regular details a week or take it and do half of that and do three, four ceramic coatings a week, you're making double what you're making doing regular details every week. So then you, you work less in a sense. You work. My dad always says work smarter, not harder. So that's what I always take and use that. And I take that the smarter part of it and I work less and, and, I, and take my off time to figure out more options to make the next power move and make bigger moves and take time for yourself. Because when it, comes, when it becomes where you're working too much, you take less time away from your personal self. You become involved with your work and you're becoming a working person. And you forget about who you really are. You become, you become your job instead. <laughs> I mean, spot, spot on. Like that's, that's what I deal with. Like, Sometimes you just get sucked into your business for weeks at a time, and you come out, you're like, I, uh, I got so much to do because you just let all this stuff fall behind the scenes. You lose yourself, you're right, yeah, so. Uh, well, we are at the Siesta Key Oyster Bar. Uh, we had some really great beers. Um, I have a grouper fish coming. Uh, yes. I want to say that's grouper, man. Look at that big old chunky. It's fatty. Grouper's a great fish to eat. You're going to get some. Um, it's, it's it, it almost will, like, just flake off, and it just almost melts. Don't forget the pole. Does red beer eat oysters? Oh, yeah. He does not. Oh, yeah, that's the pole for tonight. Does red beer eat oysters? I'm going to go with yes. No. You're going to go with no? No. I think he does. What are you going with, DJ? You're going with yes? I think Cody has a tipsy topic topic right now. Should we phone a friend? Let me just try. Well, I'm going to attempt to call Ian right now and play on speakerphone. It's 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 a long shot. It's a it's it's a long shot. It's a long shot. I am drunk dialing Ian right now. It's a long shot. Let's see what happens. Is a trap phone? I called your number earlier to figure out where you're at. You you called the wrong this, is, this is Eco Green. How may I help you? Was it Hayden? Yeah, I was yeah. like trying to get all the DJ. 
Come on, Ian. Ian, here's your shot. Here's your one shot. Suspense. Yeah, you're an answer. <laughs> wow, I should feel special. You're calling me from vacation. <laughs> oh, hey, Ian. Answer. Real quick, you're on the Pints and Polishing podcast. We should be calling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll, you'll figure it all out later, but please be a good sport. You're on the tipsy topic, and I'm very sorry to interrupt you. I'm on vacation, so I'm not sorry, actually. And I happen. Yeah, how the fuck did I run into Marty and Trey here? Or uh, Cody here? I can call him Trey. That's twice. I call him Trey twice. Anyways, they stalked me down here. But we had a good podcast, and we have a question for you. Actually, Cody has a question for you. Because we're at this oyster bar. I'm not going to ask it. Yeah, you are. And Cody wants to know Do you eat oysters? Do Do I eat oysters? Oh, fuck yeah. Of course you do. Fuck yeah, dude. I don't know where to go from here. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Ian. Have Yo. you had you had a grouper? Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm eating now. It's fabulous. Yeah, grouper's good. It's a real clean fish. So you can basically cook it however the hell you want. Oh yeah. Ian, how are you spending your? What is this Wednesday? Oh, finally just finished my second car of the day. Yeah. Big baller, man. Yeah, no. There's a reason I usually don't book two a day. It sucks. <laughs> I bet. You saw like you're strong. I'm going to let you get back to it, man. But I do appreciate All being right. a good sport on the podcast, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll wait for your uh, middle finger emoji. All right, fuck off. <laughs> All right, so I win the bet. Now you get to know what the results for losing the bet are. Ian eats oysters. F Y I eat oyster. Right. So now you have to eat a dozen oysters. That's the bet. I'm ordering it up. Yeah, I need a dozen oysters right now. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. You need another beer? Uh, you want to split one? No, DJ's done. You're good? All right. We're good. All right, DJ, give us your social media handle. Great tipsy topic, tab out topic, whatever we're calling it. That was a good one. All right, we're about to close it down. This has been a fun experience. Great beer, this pineapple. Um, Shandy literally had a solid, solid pineapple. Literally almost tastes like you're drinking some of that pineapple sauce. Like, if you get ever get a can of pineapple and you eat all the pineapple out of it and that, that sauce that's left over in the pineapple can, you don't ever drink that? That is such an... That's, like... No? Ah, oh, so good. So, uh, DJ, what's your social media handle? Excuse me. Uh, DJ Patterson or EcoGreenMD is in mobile detailing. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your vacation to come on and host the Pints of Polishing Podcast. Like, literally, you took time out of your vacation. You came all the way to Sarasota, Florida. We bugged you. You could be on the beach right now, laying out, drinking a cold beer, but you came here to come have a podcast with us. Thank you. And your social media handle, sir? Uh, C. Duvall 918 sir. That's Cody Duvall. It's the name. Seed of all 918. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> I almost got him. 
All right, and I'm Marty. Total Auto Solutions is our handle. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, go to freebeersema.com so you can come have a beer with us at SEMA. That's Tuesday, October 30th at the Gordon Beers Brewery from 8 to 10 o'clock. You get unlimited free beer from 8 to 10 o'clock. First 75 people, you have to go to freebeersema.com to register and bring that to the Gordon Beers Brewery. We will see you there. Hit us up if you've got any questions. Thank you, guys. I hope you make it a great day.